0: We're back in Ephesians here today on Truth For Today as we continue our series, God's Design for Life. So exactly what is God's Design for Life? Well, the answers can be found here in the book of Ephesians. Hi there, and welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. Today we're back in the book of Ephesians as our series God's Design for Life continues. God's Goals for the Saints is what we're specifically focusing on today, so make it a point to join us, won't you? Here now with our Monday broadcast of Truth For Today, is our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. Well, here's gifts,
1: administration, organization, uh, showing mercy, faith, discernment, miracles, healing, helps, just to give you, who knows what your spiritual gift, if you go to our third base class in our membership introduction in the bases, Pastor Rollins deals with spiritual gifts and deals with maybe the way God made you, what your heart for ministry is, and seeks to help you find that niche and your bent for ministry. And if we can help get you there, uh, be sure to take our third base class. That's what it's designed to do. Help you discover how God has shaped you for ministry. So there's all kinds of ministry. And I'm going quick, let's just go to edifying the saints. How can I edify the saints? Do you ever do that when you go to church and you think, boy, I would not have been to church today unless I edify somebody. Do any of you ever do that? How many of you do that? Okay, thank you, I'm the only one that did. <laughs> what if I'm off on this Sunday? There'd be no edification, will there? We got one paid mouth to edify everybody. One paid mouth. Well, he was off of it today, wasn't he? Yeah, sure was. When are you going to get on it? But I'm not a preacher. He didn't say anything about being a preacher. I've looked in the Bible. There's no gift of preaching. And most of you believe it. There's no gift of preaching anywhere in the Bible. It's just hard work. I don't think i got the gift of preaching. I've got the assignment of hard work and preach, but there's no gift of preaching anywhere I know of in the Bible. You've got to work to teach and preach. Even if you got the gift, you've got to work. But uh, how do you edify the body? I think one of the clearest things he did, because you can get to writing on the spiritual gift, well, that's not my gift. And some of you, we've got you down to zero giftedness. You're the exception to the norm. Because there's nothing that you do that anyone would claim as a divine gift. But you know what the norm is in the Bible for edifying? Is the clear little phrase we call the one another's of scripture. That we're members one of another in the body. That we love... Our four and no more. Now we love who? One another. How many one another's are in this place? Would all the one another's just raise a hand? I just wish if I got any one another's. Okay, so now everyone today, we ought to be love mobbed after the service. Because everybody's going to, I'm going to edify you if you'll let me. No, 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 I don't want to be edified. I'm over encouraged. Leave me alone. I got too many people praying for me already. Leave me alone i got too many people being kind. Leave me alone. No, no, no. The body is designed to create climate when we're not just a bunch of marbles in a boxcar bouncing off of each other. We were made to be grapes messed together. We're in one body. And when I just forbear with you, forgive you, love you, bear one another's burdens, uh, pray for one another... Uh, help one another, uh, prefer one another. You, you get it? What well, I just have that attitude, one another, I'm going to prefer you, I'm going to love you, I'm going to forgive you, uh, I'm going to help share your burden, uh, I'm going to help restore you if you need to be restored. We would unleash in this place today about 900 ministers that would outdo anything on this church staff. But all of a sudden the body goes to this we pay the professionals to do the ministry where did we get that in the bible that's why so many people call us preachers little popes and why so many little preachers think they are popes we think we've got all the gifts all the ministry and let me tell you i I only got one gift i believe and i'm not going to tell you because you may disagree It's a quasi-apostle, but it's not quite. (laughs) I've I've only got one gift in the body, and according to Scripture, I'm just a finger, let's say. Oh, no, no, let's say I'm an ear. I'm an ear in the body. All of a sudden, my eye needs to be scratched. A finger member scratched my eye. My ear can't get to my eye. I'm unavailable this year. I decided to I just drop out of ministry. But my eyes are killing me. Use your toe. I can't reach it. Look at verse 16. Look what he says. He wants to build up the body in love as each part does its work. Each member of the body has a work that God wants to do through you that makes us a completed fellowship. That means no spiritual gift would be wanting in this fellowship. No ministry that Christ wants to get done in this fellowship would be lacking. And instead of the elders and the pastors hearing, we're not doing this well. We're not doing that. We We can start saying, we got so many folks doing that. You just need to meet them. But I've seen people and I've pastored people. If it doesn't come out of the pastor's office, we are reneging on our job because we're paid to get all the ministry done. Biblically, you ought to pay me to get you to work. He gave these men to equip the saints to do the criticizing. To do the spectating. To do the what? to do the work of service and when the saints are doing the work of service what will happen to the body? The body will be built up. Oh, a good example is evangelism. When are we going to do evangelism in this church? When all of you start obeying? Well, we need to hire somebody to do it. We want to hire one person to evangelize for an entire body of 1400 people. How do the rest of us get out? Well, it's just not my gift. You don't need to have a gift to be a witness. You don't need a gift to invite your neighbor to church. You don't need a gift to take a pie over to a woman that just came back from the hospital from having her fifth child and says, "We just thought you might like a meal." I don't have the gift of hospitality, and I sure don't know how to bake. But you're in such a desperate plight, I thought you'd receive this. Yes, I will. That's called just loving. Love finds a way to help people.. Amen. I just saw a thing of a, uh, an African-American sister in Palo Alto, I believe it was, having to close down a kitchen thing that uh, she's done it my was over 50 years, she's been feeding poor people, did it on her own, uh, get the donations. And you see her out there walking on a cane. they had it on the news this week. And they call her sister, I cannot remember the name, but she's only done it 57 years. Feeding all these poor people and coming out there with a cane, I put her at 75, 78. You've got to be kidding. Surely, she's out of her head. Or the love of God is so filling her heart, she thinks the human race is worth helping. Where are you in this process, brother spectator, sister onlooker? Are you functioning in the body of Christ? Are you going to just have wood, hay, and stubble, and a bunch of excuses for why you couldn't get involved? We've got the evening school of the Bible going. You can get into classes. We've got small groups going during the week. And some of you still have the knack of saying, I can't find anything in the church for me. I don't believe you. I just believe you found a great excuse to say I can't get involved because they have not handmade a one-time ministry and put me with the three people in that church that I like and they haven't formed that little cell I can get in. No, no, if you're willing to be a part of the body, you can find a place serving. When my wife came up today, now it's these children, I leaned over to Craig, I said, I met Carolyn when she was 16, and she'd already been teaching children for about six years. She helped her aunt with children when we got married, we were both 20 years of age. We went to the mission field. I've got pictures of her in Jamaica, teaching Jamaican children in a banana plantation. And flannel graph out there, a 20-year-old girl. And she's plenty Anglo among all of these Jamaican children. At Port Maria, 20 years of age. This church, when we started in the old dance hall, we had no children's ministry. There's only 19 of us. She decided to start a class. We're going to have a Sunday school. She started back in the kitchen. My sister started a class in the foyer. When did she start serving? She got saved at 8, about 10. She's teaching classes. I've never known her when she didn't teach children. I got saved at 14. My brother Paul taught me to be an usher. How to close up the church windows. Straighten up the the psalm books in the service. Straighten up a bit. By the time I was 15, 16. uh, He and I knocked on doors every Saturday on the streets of Richmond. We invited people to church. We worked in youth group. We went to revival meetings. We did spaghetti feeds for young people to help raise money. I've never known any time in 40 some odd years when I wasn't in the yoke doing some kind of service. Because I'm a super saint, you see. Why did you laugh? (laughs) Well, you say preachers are supposed to do that. No, saved people are supposed to do that. It doesn't take a lot to be able to hand out a songbook. My brother had to teach me to finally let go of their hand. I was so zealous. i just keep shaking, shaking. And one day he said, Please break it. But when I threw that woman to the ground, I found out I was a little aggressive. Always doing something because I loved the Savior. You see, I would ask, if I don't want to serve, the problem could be deeper than that. You may never have been saved by the master servant. He turns his people into servants and delivers them from being self-centered gods. We quit being impressed with ourselves and start becoming impressed with Jesus Christ. Because you cannot promote yourself and Jesus Christ at the same time. You must pick who you're going to promote in life. I want to land in glory saying... I may not have been the most gifted, the most talented, may not have pastored the largest church, the biggest church, didn't have a tape ministry like this or that, but saying one thing, he was impressed with the master of the outfit. That will be enough. And some of you dear saints, some of you gray heads, that your journey may be near its end. You've never been a platform personality, but you've been a merciful person. You've been an encourager. You send cards. We've got some of the most precious writers in this church that send cards to our staff. People that give, that no one knows what you give and your time and of your money and of your influence. Someday you're going to stand before the head of the church. And... uh, He won't be stingy with you. All the rewards will not go to Billy Graham. They will go with God's faithful servants all over this globe that have never made headlines, have never been discovered. You wouldn't even know their name. They're serving in all kinds of places in the Philippines, in this place in that place. Let me read you the testimony of one. I'll come back to the other three points. Don't you think I forgot? I'll come back. When I get back from vacation, I'll pick it up if you're still here. One of the dear sisters in the church gave me this, Patty. And uh, I heard this once before, but thanks to Patty, I got a background on this great, great piece I'm going to read to you. Um, Brennan Manning wrote a book, The Signature of Jesus. In this, uh, Manning refers to what Blockaby describes as radical discipleship. Manny quotes a note from a young pastor in Zimbabwe, Africa. And they found this note after his martyrdom for his faith in Jesus Christ. And this is what he wrote before they killed him. I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have the Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I'm a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living, sight walking, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tamed visions, worldly talking, cheap giving, and dwarfed goals. My face is set. My gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My road is narrow. My way rough. My companions are few. My guide reliable. My mission clear. I cannot be bought compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of the enemy, pander at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up, until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, preached up for the cause of Christ. I am... A disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes. Give till I drop. Preach till all I know. And work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own. He will have no problem recognizing me. My banner will be clear. I'm yours. They killed him. But brother pastor from Zimbabwe. You're with Jesus. And I look forward to meeting you someday. For the body they may destroy, but the soul they cannot destroy. And to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. We need some radical discipleship in these perilous times. I don't want to be a worldly, big church. I want to be an on-fire, disciple, dedicated church. we got too much work to do until he comes to be fat, sassy, and non-disturbed. We're at war with the powers of hell over the souls of people. We need servants, not spectators. May God turn you into such for the glory of his cause and his name. I'm going to pray for you that God won't let up on you and that you'll get no relief until you repent and become involved. If you're not, if you're not a believer, I invite you to the greatest army led by the greatest captain ever led in history. The Lord Jesus has got a marching army that operates in the power of the spirit according to his word. And we're headed for a heavenly headquarters where the winds of time will no longer blow against us. The diseases of life will not touch us and the criticisms of men will no longer be there. We'll only be with the lamb and we'll join the multitudes who will bow and say worthy, worthy, worthy. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Our Father, I don't know why you would even choose us for this body. There are so many better choices, even among the human frame. But you've chosen us that are here, along with millions of others, to represent you on the earth at this time in history. While the Al-Qaeda is working havoc in the world. While Osama bin Laden is still free. While cities are being threatened with gas bombings and bombs. And when all that America thought was secure is now at stake. You've got a church. May we become the disciples that will get prayed up. Stay up. Give. Give work, pray, love, serve, edify until Jesus comes. Those who have been talked out of their ministry, talked out of the service they can render, please give them repentance and renewal that they would come back to their first love and bow at the feet of their master and savior and say, Lord, Would you use me afresh? Renew me. Use me. Don't refuse me. Surely there's something I can do to promote your name. Oh Father, let not valley at the completion of a building program plateau and think we've arrived. We've not arrived anywhere. We're in process. We are seeking to become what you intend for us to be until we see you transformed into your likeness. What a day it will be when all excuses and weaknesses will be behind us. And we stand face to face with the one who refused to make an excuse. But saw the shame of the cross and despised it but because of the joy set before him, endured it. Because he was doing his Father's will. Make us a people that will do your will. Remold us, recast us for the future. Thank you for the way you've led us and kept us. Thank you for these people that you've elected, chosen, forgave, predestined, endowed with every spiritual blessing And that you poured all of your divine resources in. Now, please let us unleash them for the edification and the building up of the body of Christ until and unto the full stature of Jesus Christ. Would you pray? Just bow your head. I ask you is there anyone here that says, I feel my need to be equipped? I'm not equipped to function in the body, and I'm desperate. Would you remember me in prayer, Pastor? Is there anyone that you say, I don't feel equipped. I'm just not there. Yes, 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 yes. I see your hands. The enemy wants to keep you there, but God's got a better plan for you. That's why I put us pastors and teachers in this church to help you.
0: Studying God's Word that we might grow in grace, that we might be encouraged in our walk and relationship with Him. You're listening to Truth For Today and Pastor Phil Howard. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us this morning. It's our prayer that our time together has done just that, encouraged you in your relationship with Christ, bolstered you up for the day. If you would like to review today's broadcast, copies are available when you contact us. We also have the series today's message was taken from. Other resource materials available as well. The recent books authored by our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. They can all be found at our website, valleybible.org. A lot of resource materials available there. Other CDs and series is taught by Pastor Phil Howard recently here at Valley Bible Church. Again, they're all found at our store online, valleybible.org. If you wish to speak with someone directly, call during business hours, Monday through Friday, 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. Or write to us. 1511 M Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. If you'd like to know where we meet for worship, service times, directions, location, it can all be found at our website, valleybible.org, and we would love to see you. Please consider this a formal invitation to join us for worship if you're not involved in a church near you. Again, directions can be found at valleybible.org or by calling 855-833-9864. And again, we mention it from time to time, it bears repeating, as TFT sustainers, financial partners with the radio broadcast, you ensure the continuation of this broadcast here on KFAX. Would you prayerfully consider how you might partner with us financially? And then call us. Let us know that you're interested in becoming a TFT sustainer. We'll pass along our quarterly newsletter to you, a once a year special gift. Take a break with Pastor Phil. The weekly video devotional will be available as well. Again, valleybible.org for more information or call 855-833-9864. No gift is too large or too small. We'd love to hear from you. Call us today and then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.